Hello and welcome to the Younger, Smarter, and Better podcast. This episode, we're going to be talking about the system that I use to get the most out of my time in my to-do list. So to start right off here, I'm going to talk and tell you about what I use as to-do list. I've used multiple, multiple systems over the course of the time that I've created my own systems for to-do list. I've used other people's systems of to-do list. Um, a lot of it comes down to, if you were to break down the best system for filtering and using a to-do list would be ultimately to kind of filter out things or kind of see what is important, what is the most urgent thing, that sort of idea. And so historically speaking, I've used the um, the most one of the most common ones, um, which is the Eisenhower matrix. I believe we've talked about this one in the past. And the Eisenhower matrix, basically, you have a box, a grid or a matrix as it's called. And basically, you have urgent and then non-urgent. And then there's a half, there's a divide in the middle. So things are divided by if they're urgent or if they're not urgent, meaning that they're due soon. They're doing like really close to a deadline or something like that. And then there's also important or not important. And then it comes up with four boxes, something that's important and urgent, which is the first thing that you should do, something that is important but not urgent, which is the thing that you should focus on the most because that prevents having to work on urgent things in the future. And then you have not urgent and or not important and urgent, which is just kind of busy work. And then you also have uh, not important, not urgent, which is just things that you should try to avoid doing. So that's kind of a system that you would use. So you basically write out your to-do list. And this is what I was using for quite a while. As you write out your to-do list, you'd come up with this chart and you basically start to sort the things that you have out into these different categories. And it'd be really good for a lot of things. It would definitely help you focus on what's important and definitely focus on getting like the right things done. And if you were to focus just on getting those things done, and if you were to use this system, that system works great and you know, you'd be fine off with it. But there are ways to improve a system like this. And through that, I read a book that was talking about just specifically that. This is a really great book. Um, it's called Procrastinate on Purpose by Rory Viden. And it was a really, really good book. And the way that it broke down this kind of system, it was saying like, okay, great. We have the important and the not important stuff, but it doesn't, there's one little thing that he saw that was like, oh, there's this thing that kind of slides through the cracks of the system. And so say I have... I have this idea. I want to, on my to-do list, I have create a system for making the Instagram go faster, right? Now, it's not an urgent task, but it is important. And so what would happen is that it might fall down the cracks of the thing. Like, it's not necessarily even important to do, right? Because depending on how you value spending your time, creating a system might not be an important thing to do. Now, here's where the problem comes in. This is the thing that he points out. If you have all of these vital things, like creating systems or delegating tasks, and all of these things are like kind of sliding through the cracks of your system, you're losing time and you're losing an extra mental, an exponential amount of time due to the way that these systems work. So basically what the, the whole book is centered around this idea of multiplying time. And the idea is taking a standpoint and saying, look, you only have 24 hours a day, right? And everyone wants to use, or not necessarily everyone, but for our terms and cases, everyone wants to look for a better way to use that 24 hours. We're looking for a more either productive, more enjoyable, a better experience with the time that we're given in our day, which I think I think that's a fair thing to assume. So with that, he goes through the idea of, okay, how do you get more time 
or not necessarily more time, but how do you get more results for the time that you spent? Um, there's kind of some background knowledge and you basically came around the idea of to get to multiply your time, you spend your time on things that will give you more time in the future. So think of it this way, right? That creating that system that we talked about earlier that would have fallen through the cracks of the Eisenhower matrix, the initial time management and um, to-do list filter. What that system would do is that if that system made doing Instagram for either for creating the episode or creating the posts for a week and it made that process it made it faster by like 15 to 20 minutes right now it's 15 to 20 minutes every single time you have to do the task so if i have to do that 50 times right say that saves me 20 minutes for the 52 weeks that I have to do it, that saves 1,040 minutes over the course of a year. So that one task of setting up and and like automating that one task, creating that system, saves me 1,000 minutes, which is like, let's see, what is that? That's 17 hours over the course of a year. Now, if you think of time like that way, you can see how these little systems that are like kind of falling through the cracks of this old matrix play a huge role into how much you're able to do. So being able to kind of like sit down and look at the systems, right, and be able to figure out, okay, so what what's the Eisenhower matrix missing, right? If these things that are kind of like falling through the cracks, if we're saying I'm leaving 17 hours on the table for one task, that's one task. Imagine all of the things that could be falling through the cracks, right? So now we've got to get into this kind of like the mindset behind the system. Um, this system kind of revolves around the idea that it's it's not about how fast you do things, right? Productivity speaking, you could do as much things as you possibly can in the span of 24 hours, and you can still only do so much. So it's about what you do, which I think is a lot what the Eisenhower matrix is about. But it's about what you do in the sense that it returns has a return on your time investment. So say you're going to spend some time today working on XYZ, right? Is there a way that you can spend time and invest it rather than just spend it on certain activities. So the idea is it's not really about how fast you can do something. It's about can you use that time more wisely to get more time later? Can you produce more results, which is the ultimate end goal um, when working from a productivity side things? And it doesn't even have to be results. Can you get more enjoyment? Can you get more of like, what are you looking for your time, right? How can you get more of that out of your time? That's kind of what we're looking at. And looking at it specifically from a time standpoint of can you get more time out of your time <laughs> if that if that makes any sense so that's one of the, the things you've got to kind of understand behind this system the other thing is that the end goal isn't necessarily leisure um, one of the things the author was talking about is that as he was using the system and stuff he realized that the end goal wasn't really about leisure and i think we've all kind of realized that when it comes to the quarantine there's so much, I've seen some some great memes and some stuff that was like, ah, oh, you know, it's great to get some rest. Like the weekends and during the quarantine are like, ah, oh, it's great to get some rest from all this rest, right? Because it's just, I mean, like it's that feeling of after a certain amount of times. And I mean, I've experienced this, I don't know how much you might have experienced this, but going on a vacation or something after the seven to eight day mark, when you're on vacation, you start to get like a little antsy and you want to get back to doing things. I feel like it's that feeling, right? So it's not necessarily leisure. Like if you were to stop working and stuff, you know, it's not necessarily leisure is the end goal of working, but really finding satisfying work, something that you can get behind, something that you can be proud of and say, this is what I did. This is what I produced. This is my 
work. This is something you can be proud of, right? That's kind of more or less the end goal, but working towards that, not necessarily an end goal per se, but something that you can work across and as that as a journey goal. So that's kind of more or less the mindset behind the system that we're going to be talking about. And so what we're going to be doing is talking about kind of like the method behind it. Now, this method is, think of it as a funnel, right? You start with writing down, and this is what I do, is I'll write down all of the things that are on my mind. And I think we've talked about the system before that I have, but this is a new system that I've started developing um, and one that I've been using quite recently. And the idea is you basically write down everything on your mind. I call it a... um, stuff hiding in thoughts list. And if you want to abbreviate that, you'll get the joke. Um, But basically what I do is I just have everything that I'm thinking about. If I'm thinking about, oh, I need to wash my car or, oh, I need to do this or I need to do that or, oh, I need to water my plant or something like that. And I'll write all of this stuff out on a list because these are all the things that are like hiding in my mind, the things that I've been thinking about doing that I'm like, oh, look, I need to get more shampoo or something like that, right? And so all of these things, which are actual things that I still need to do, I put onto the list. And it might also be important things, which definitely should include important things, like recording an episode or ideas that you might have. Oh, I want to create a system for tracking um, the people that I meet and being able to connect with those people. Okay, put that on the list, right? You just you start to compile this this list that you'll have. And what happens is that this list will start to kind of fluctuate with things. So once you get your list of things you want to do, I tend to do is the first thing that I do in the morning is I'll tend to put together this list. Or what I might do is I might start to put it together and compile it over a period of time. And then I might have like an optional list on the side of like, ooh, it would be fun if I did this thing or if I photoshopped this or something like that. And I'll have kind of like an optional side list or be like, ooh, these are all fun things that I want to do, fun side projects that I think would be cool. So then when you go through that, you've got your list. This is kind of the first step. The first step is getting your list. Now we're going to go through the actual filter part of this, how you actually get more time out of your time. We're going to be multiplying the times now. So the first step that we're going to go through is eliminate things. And it's really, when it talks about elimination, there's this really great quote. Uh, I'm going to screw up this name so much. Anthony de Sant Expera, who said perfection is not achieved it, perfection is achieved not when there is nothing more to add, but when there is nothing left to take away. I've read this quote so many times, still don't know how to pronounce the name, but I think it really speaks volumes as to what to do here. So we're really trying to pare away the activities they have to do. So I know this list might seem like my list personally are sometimes half a page of literally words without like bullet points or anything. It's literally just half a page of just words with commas in between them. So really it looks like a big overhauling task. Really what we're trying to do is look and see, can I live without this task? Can I really go about my day without this task? And I think there's going to be times where you go through and you realize, no, I really need to do like laundry or the dishes or something like that. Now, there's sometimes, and we're going to get this to just a little bit, so I'm I'm just going to give you a little sneak peek. Sometimes there's tasks that you can't live without, but don't need to be done right away. So just a little sneak peek for what we're going to talk about right in a, in a second. Um, but basically going through and looking for the tasks that you don't really need to do. So there might be some some activities that you don't need to do 
Um, these are a lot of the optional things that I think of. These are the things that I tend to put off. So these might be looking at something and I might go and look at a list and I might look at my all my schoolwork stuff and there might be some optional assignment that I have, right? I can eliminate that because I don't really need to do that. Now, if I'm failing that class and that class will save my grade, then that's a completely different story. But in this case scenario, right, this is an optional assignment that I don't necessarily need to do. So I can just eliminate it. It's something I don't need to think about anymore. I can just get it off my plate and look at I just saved myself all of the time that I would be doing that assignment tomorrow and I just saved myself all of that time by just getting rid of it right right off the bat. So you can kind of see eliminating tasks kind of gives you back more time because you're getting rid of things that you would be doing tomorrow. So in essence, eliminating gives you more time tomorrow because you're not doing those things if you were doing them, right? Now, there might be some tasks that you're like, Okay, great. You know what? I've gone through my list. I've eliminated stuff, but this is still a lot of stuff. And okay, you know what? Now we're going to go on to the next step. How can we get more time now? This this next two parts are kind of, they're for people that have the ability to do so. And I don't, I try to use these abilities. I mean, today with technology, right? We can, we can do a lot of crazy and awesome things. And so I try to leverage technology for the next two steps as much as possible. Now, some people might be in better positions where they can pay to have, but we're going to be talking about the next step, which is automate. So first we've gone through, we've eliminated all the things that we don't need to do that aren't like they're optional assignments, that sort of stuff, right? Now, everything that we have on this list pretty much needs to get done. Now, it doesn't necessarily need to get done by you or necessarily need to get done completely 100% by you, right? So the first thing that we can do here in the next step is automate. What of these things can be automated? Now we talked about in the beginning, the example that I used for Instagram. Instagram is the thing that I use for social media production. You can find it at YSB today. That's where I kind of update. I like to put a lot of interesting quotes, books that I'm reading, like different reviews, stuff like that. So I really like to use Instagram and I really like to use it from a kind of like a getting to reach out to you guys standpoint. I'm not very much of a, I'll go look at the explore page for 20 minutes sort of person. I try to keep that low because I realize that I can eliminate that time from my life and get that time back. So time that I would be looking at Instagram, I can now do anything else that I want to. So that's kind of like a way that I think about it, right? But I still use and value the program from this aspect. So how do I get the most out of it? Well, I can automate it. I What I do is I spend, and this is kind of like behind the scenes of YSB, what I'll do is on the weekends, and recently, but it's, it's been on Monday morning, um, but what I'll do is on the weekends is I'll plan out the Instagram page for the week. And what I'll do is I'll create each post that goes live. I'll create the tags, the description. I'll create the image. I'll edit it. I'll find all the stuff. I do all the planning. I create the color schemes and everything. And I have all of that stuff planned out ahead of time. Now, what happens for the rest of the week is that it automatically goes live over the course of the week. I don't even need to check on it. I literally, I got an email the next week saying that everything's been uploaded and I'm good. So you can kind of see how creating this system and setting it up automating the system. Now, it didn't cost me a dime to do this. It cost me like a few hours here and there. And that has paid back multitude of hours. Because if I were to have to go through every single day, it would probably take me an hour to two hours for each individual post for uploading and getting live and everything, right? Now, this whole system is probably saving me, I, I would estimate probably an hour to two hours, maybe two and a half hours a week. And I've been using this system for about five to 10 weeks. So I've probably saved a decent amount of time 
um, I'd say probably about six hours a week for the past couple weeks, which is awesome. So just by automating one task, I've probably saved six to seven hours a week a week, which is amazing. So you can kind of see how automating. Now I use an example for me, that's something that I do that I can really get behind because it's something that I value and I use. Now, the thing is, is that I don't have a lot of money. And this is kind of the standpoint that the author was kind of portraying, you know what, automating things can be expensive. And that's kind of why he was going through and saying, you know what, automating is a good investment. And here's why. And so breaking it down, the author went through and talked about a lot of different points. And I'm going to try and summarize these as best as I can. Basically, for people for first off, let me say, you don't even need to have money to automate things. Like my example, what I did is just I used I found a tool online that was free and I set it up and I got it to work for me where I can automate it without spending any money. Now that saved me six to seven hours without spending any money at all. It was completely free. So now we're going to talk about like the the money side behind in um, investing in systems. So there's kind of these different ways that you can look at money from an economic standpoint. Um, people who have taken economics will know that there's a lot more costs to things than their face value costs. And the reason why is because if you basically say, okay, I've got five dollar coffee. This is the example that's used a lot of times in the financial world is the latte factor, basically. Of if it costs five dollars for a coffee you know what, it should only cost you $5, right? Well, no, there's actually multiple layers of cost underneath this. So the first cost being the actual cost to buy the coffee to achieve the, like getting the coffee is $5. Now the opportunity cost, which is another it's an economic term that we'll talk about and we'll use for time as well, is to actually would you could have bought something else with that time or you could have bought something else with that money so five dollars for the actual getting it and then five dollars because you could have spent that money on something else so that's a ten dollar cost of coffee and it gets more expensive from there the next one is the hidden cost which basically the hidden cost is something the author uses that i haven't really heard in a lot of other economic standpoints but the hidden cost is what if you took that five dollars that you could have bought coffee and you invested it for 10 years and you you got it and it trip like a what is it called? It sen templed whatever the ten times your money is. Basically, if you were to take that ten dollars and give it to your like or take that five dollars and give it to your thirty year old self through investing, right? That'd be fifty dollars over the course of time. So it's actually the hidden cost adds fifty dollars onto that purchase because that five dollars is worth so much later on. So that becomes then it's $5 for the actual cost, $5 for the opportunity cost, and so now it's $10, and then $50 because you can invest in the original $50. So it's $60 cup of coffee. And this is just kind of a different way to view it, and it's kind of how he thinks about it. So now take that and put it into the standpoint of automating with time. So it might cost you 15 minutes or 20 minutes to do this task now, right? Now that's 20 minutes you could have done on something else. And now it's a 40 minute task because you could have spent that 20 minutes working on something that gave you more value, more results in your life. Now think of the opportunity cost for over the course of time that you could have spent that 20 minutes creating a system that does it automatically for you in the future, right? Now you can see there's like you cannot possibly do anything else that would be more productive than creating a system to automate these menial tasks because what would happen is that you start to get all this time surplus you start to get a huge return on your investment on the time you've spent 
And so looking at it from this standpoint, you can see how important it is to invest time in these things. Now I've realized I've gone a little bit over the course of time that I wanted to spend talking about this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk a little bit more in automating, and then we're going to get to the next two to three steps of this system that I use in the next episode. So I've hoped you enjoyed these systems that I've talked about this episode. I hope that you've got some value out of them and that you'll be able to start to use them going forward. And I'm, next time we're going to be talking all about the next two to three steps which were sure to save you and multiply time just like the previous two have. And so we're going to be talking about this and a little bit more detail and breaking it down for you. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope your quarantines are going as best as they can for as much as everything is going on. I hope that you're at least enjoying the time that you have to relax and that you're all staying safe and healthy. And as always, stay hungry for knowledge. <laughs>